Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us today. We are continuing our series all about marriage with this episode in which April and our counselor, Teresa Land, talk about how to know when it's time for counseling and what to do to get your spouse on board. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Hello, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. We are super excited because we have started a new series all about marriage. And last week, we started the series talking about what every pre-married couple needs to know. So this year, as people are announcing that they're getting uh, engaged, make sure you share that episode uh, with your loved ones and your friends and family. Today, we are talking about uh, the topic of let's not wait until it's too late, how to know when it's time for counseling and what to do to get your spouse on board. Uh, This is such a common um, issue and question that we get asked a lot when we're out speaking, especially is like, how do you know when it's time? And what do I do if my spouse isn't ready to be on board? And this is of course, in the context of marriage, because this uh, month is all about marriage. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to stay on the same team. Then we're going to talk about seven steps to a win-win. And then we're going to talk about seven or sorry, 10 steps to a happy, fulfilling marriage. And so I'm really excited about this series. Uh, everybody that knows me for 10 seconds knows how much I'm passionate about marriage. And, and so I'm super glad to have this series be dropped uh, in, during this Valentine's month. So I should say happy Valentine's Day because today it's released. It's Valentine's Day. So um, to all the couples out there, happy Valentine's Day, whatever that means to you. I hope that You're celebrating your loving kindness for each other on all the days and not just on Valentine's Day, but um, happy Valentine's Day to you. We have a special guest with us today. She's been with us before, and I'm super glad that she's back. Teresa Land, thank you so much for coming back today. I'm glad that you're here with us. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Teresa is one of our therapists. If you want to know more about Teresa, check out the Our Teams tab on our website. Teresa is a fantastic therapist, and um, I'm so glad that she's on our team, and she has a a lot of different talents. And so I asked her, would she come and please talk with us about this topic today? And so I'm glad that you've taken some time out of seeing um, people and coming and sharing some of your wisdom with everyone who's listening. So let's just jump in. The topic today is on uh, really, how do I know when it's time uh, to go see a counselor, especially a marriage counselor or therapist? And what steps can I take if my spouse won't join me? What do I do? So let's start with the first question. How do we know when it's time to start marriage counseling? And I'm, I'm just going to start just by saying, if you're asking the question, you probably already know that it's time, right? Yes, uh, for sure. So let's just throw that out there. If you're wondering, it's already time. Mm-hmm. But what, do you, what would you say to that? Yes, that is such a good question, common question. And I think that we can start with the obvious ones because I think this is where people say, oh, I'm not that or we're not quite Mm -hmm. there yet. But 
this does happen regularly. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just if we're at that spot where we're considering divorce, where there's been infidelity, where there's, you know, abuse cycles, where there's been betrayal, where there's been addiction, you know, those are our clear indicators mm-hmm. that we are ready for marriage counseling, that we need to get in and talk to someone. Um, but we don't need to start there. Right. Because when we start there, it's we're already teetering those lines probably of, is it too late? And mm-hmm. my heart might be a little bit checked out, one foot out the door. And so we can take look back at some of the less obvious reasons and start there. Because when we think about it, every single marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us make mistakes and we're just human, right? And yeah. so we get married yeah. and then we wake up and realize that we met. We married this messy human being right. that brings so much um, that we weren't expecting. And so there are so many different elements that we can look at, you know, and um, society, when we think about marriage, doesn't necessarily portray those messy sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we look at like Hallmark and like rom-coms and that kind of stuff. And there's the falling in love piece that gets so glorified right and then there's okay and then they lived happily ever after right what does happily ever after look like it's work Mm -hmm. it takes intentional time it takes intentional work and we all miss the the mark yeah that yeah you know even as as therapists you know who know right all the marks to hit yeah we mess up all the time because Mm -hmm. we're human you know but I love and just to sidetrack for a minute, like I just love like God's picture of marriage Mm. for us because it gives us so many more places to look for how to work on our marriage. Right. And we Mm. start in Genesis, like just Genesis two in the very beginning when Adam and Eve were created. Right. And so God looked at Adam and was like, this is good. Right. But you don't need to be alone. I don't want you to be alone. So he made Eve Mm -hmm. from Adam's rib. And we look at that and I think, you know, I don't know about soulmates if that, you know, we there's that back and forth about if that's a thing, but how much more of a soulmate could there have been than right. one being made from the other? How romantic is that? Right. But like we don't get to the next page in Genesis before they become messy human beings, introduce sin to the world and death and need a savior. Right. And so um, that just like shows, okay, God came and gave us so many more tools and so many more things rather than just the live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Because not only did Jesus become our savior, but then Jesus lived a life to show us what a beautiful picture marriage can be. And, you know, there's so many references to Jesus being the bridegroom Mm -hmm. um, and then going even to Ephesians 5 where, you know, we are the church, the bride of right. Christ, and how he pursued us relentlessly, how he sacrificed for us. Um, and that became the picture mm-hmm. of what marriage can look like. And so because we stumble in so many different areas, um, we need to look at different options mm-hmm. and what else we can bring to, to counseling. So there, um, there was a study that was done at the Sloan Center in, at UCLA um, and it was a study that was done about um, dual couple or dual career couples. And um, that study basically showed that the average couple spends 35 minutes a week together connecting. And 
most of the time that is that is usually about like errands or um, to do's that kind of stuff and so when we think about that little amount of time and the intentionality of christ there is a huge gap big gap yeah and so um so so many different issues can come up in that Um, and we start facing life and the challenges ahead of us on our own because we're not connecting with each other and I look at that like a battlefield Mm. how um, you know we are out there and we're digging these trenches for ourselves, and we're out there firing at the enemy and we have isolated ourselves so much that our partner is no longer in the trench with us Mm. because we're doing this alone and they're in the trench you know, 50 feet away from us. And we're not paying attention to all the struggles that are going on in their trench. Mm. And so they're firing at the enemy at the same time. But if we're not looking at them, we may even start firing at them. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes such a messy playing field that we get onto. So um, just stopping and just recognizing, okay, how many... How many shots am I starting to throw at mm-hmm. my partner instead of at the real issue that we're dealing with? And so if we recognize that within our marriage, like that is just a huge indicator as to when it's time to come in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're seeing a disconnect between you and your spouse, maybe fighting different fights, if you're already starting to feel like roommates, which we did an entire podcast on what to do when you feel like roommates instead of a married couple. Mm-hmm. So check that um, podcast out. That's when you know, hey, it's time for us to do something different. And maybe we can step in and um, seek a little bit of help uh, in that process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What are other symptoms or signs that say, yeah, it's time for me? Because you, you named the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, people usually know, okay, uh, we're about ready to, I'm leaning out. And before I lean out, I just want to see if there's anything I need to do or I haven't done. And so a lot of times we see couples and by the time they get to us, they're leaning out. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're checking off their list. Like, well, I even tried that and that's the last thing I can try. Um, And so what we're advocating here is don't wait until that time. Is it repairable at that time? Absolutely. Without a doubt. If both are willing to put in the work, yes, change is possible in that regard. But don't wait. Um, don't wait. There are other signs that say, hey, it's probably time to reach out. And one of those are, if you're feeling disconnected, like you're fighting battles separately, that's a good time because there's something underneath that that as well. Mm-hmm. So what are some other? Yeah, another big thing is I think that just like we said that we're messy, life is so full of so many different changes. Mm -hmm. And so I think just evaluating just each change that we experience in our life. You know, we think about, um, you said, what do we need to know when we go into marriage? Well, thinking about that first year of marriage. Mm -hmm. And that was hard, right? you know, because you have all these like, okay, big idea topics. And maybe sometimes you haven't even worked out the big ideas. But then also you think about, well, what kind of detergent are we going to use? And my family always use this. And it can quickly turn to resentments or arguments. And we might not know how to deal with those things. But then life keeps changing. We have kids, they grow up, my goodness, those middle school years when you're just trying to survive and (laughs) you're getting arrows pointed at you from them all the time, you know, but then um, teenage years and empty nest and, you know, losing parents and aging and just 
any other little things that could pop in like health crisis or um, adoption or disabilities in children, mental health changes. So an example from my own marriage that we experienced a bump in the road was I hit a health crisis Mm -hmm. this summer. Um, And so I experienced migraines and these are vestibular migraines. And so um, I was in vertigo for several months. And so it was hard for me to connect with anybody. Mm. It was hard to me for me to be on screens. It was hard for me to carry on conversations that were more than 10 minutes long or mm. even five minutes long. Um, and But one thing that I found for comfort in this time was that I started listening to audiobooks because I couldn't even read mm. a book, but I started listening to audiobooks all the time. And it brought me so much comfort and so much peace. Well, fast forward through that whole process, and I got to a place of healing, I was back to normal, but I had integrated having my headphones in all the time and listening to these audiobooks all the time. And what happened was as I started getting better and being able to communicate more and do more things, I was still taking those with me. And so my husband kind of started realizing like, okay, she's better, but she is not connecting with me still. Mm. The kids go to bed and here come the headphones and here come these audio books. What about me? And, Mm. you know, it went on for a little while and I was so thankful that he pointed out to me that I was doing that and that I was just shutting him out. And so it was just, it's just in the little things, right? Right. The little things that we don't even see, that we don't even recognize, that we're we're cutting our spouse out when there's these opportunities that they're looking to us to connect and instead they're feeling rejection. Yeah, good story, good story. Thank you for sharing that, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just so easy to lose sight of each other and where each other are during these times because you start um, developing your own view of them and you get bogged down by it all. But, um, you know, a story even just from my own marriage, when me and my kids were, or when my kids were born, my husband and I, we just lost our regular dating Mm. pattern. And that was so hard. And I think we didn't even realize it until we were probably a couple years in that we were so disconnected from one another and that we were just literally living from t- like errand to errand with the kids because mm-hmm. they had so many needs. And then we look back and we're saying, I don't even know what you're thinking about this anymore. And so I'm sure it's still something that we even need to work on now, but just increasing our dating was so impactful and so just sometimes we're looking at our lives and where they're going and we say where is my partner and so that's a great time to just link arms and say hey let's go see someone Mm -hmm. and let's just talk this Mm -hmm. out and just figure out where um where we're at in all of this and how we can start bringing the issue back in front of us instead of between us Mm. i want to i want to summarize the things that i'm hearing you say as a list here. So these are some and I'm sure I see you with your notes there that you have more but I I heard uh, when you're feeling disconnected, when there is some sort of a loss, if there's been some kind of a crisis Mm -hmm. that was unexpected, when it comes to parenting, whether that's uh, biological or adoptive kids, if you're running into um, arguing or an impasse on a decision of some sort, and Um, disability, if someone is struggling with a disability, 
or if they're struggling with their mental health. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard you and I, I said arguing, but that can be separate. It doesn't have to be about parenting. So if you are finding that you're just not connecting, that you're having difficulty making a decision or that you find yourselves arguing a lot, um, how do we communicate? How are we supposed to resolve these conflicts in yeah. a peaceable manner or in a manner that we're closer on the other side of these? These are all reasons mm-hmm. to reach out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I that last piece that you said, like there are John Gottman, which I'll talk a little bit more about him later, but he's given us um, these four horsemen in in communication, you know, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling, and that these are just indicators in our communication that we are pushing each other away. And so if we're recognizing ourselves falling into these pitfalls of communication, Mm. then we we probably need someone to help come alongside us and say hey let's find another way to look at this another way to connect with one another because Mm -hmm. if we keep bringing these same patterns over and over we're gonna still keep hitting the same brick wall with one another on trying to resolve our conflict yeah and i would add on their unforgiveness Mm, yeah right so if you find yourself uh holding that grudge which is another form of contempt if you're, uh, if there is some form of unforgiveness, maybe it's for one big thing, maybe it's for lots of little things along the way. Who knows, uh, right? We have lots of reasons to forgive our spouses, uh, but if there is unforgiveness, it's just like I just can't let go of it. I just feel stuck mm-hmm. in this decision that was made, or in this pattern of communicating, or in this season of life, I feel really stuck in this area. That's another indicator. It's time to, yeah. to call and reach out. Yeah. 100%. These things that you're listing, like none of these are game changers, Mm-mm. right? Like no. they're not marriage enders. And I think that's the point of this. It's not, it doesn't have to be a marriage ender to call out, to, to call us or to call someone. Um, but there are little fractures mm-hmm. and these little stress fractures in the relationship, if they aren't addressed, they do, they do become um, just large separators, dividers in the marriage, which mm-hmm. can end up, you know, you wake up and you say, I don't even know who this person is, or I, I don't even like this person anymore. Yeah. Um, or I don't see myself spending the rest of my life in this situation. What do I do about it? Yeah, um, for sure. And that's even worth my last one that I was going to go to when there's difficulty sexually mm-hmm. within the relationship. And that's kind of that big indicator that's like that shows those things like I don't even feel comfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. We've drifted so far and we look at our sex um, satisfaction and we're saying, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. like we we have disconnected so far um, but really, like the research shows that that dissatisfaction and that gap that comes in um, the marriage is often related to the things that we've already talked about, mm. that when we are turning away from each other, when we're not valuing each other's emotions and discussing about our spiritual needs and wants and growing together mm-hmm. and just having physical touch that's non-sensual, just mm. Little pats on the shoulder and those kind of things that we're that we are so much more satisfied when we're doing those things. But all these resentments and all these other things can 
break down the, that barrier, that communication barrier that leads us to this spot. Mm. And this can be a hard one to talk about because sometimes it can be embarrassing right. for a couple to come in and say, oh, our sex life is struggling. But right. um, it's usually such an indicator of some deeper issues mm-hmm. that can be the launching spot for saying, hey, let's go on and, and get some help. Absolutely. So I'm hearing, I'm hearing sort of two two things one is the the bigs the things that you think about the abuse the adultery the abandonment the addictions um those kind of things that are the obvious that most people will say oh this Mm -hmm. is why we ended up there um but then there's all this whole list of this feeling stuck disconnected lost crisis mental health parenting criticism contempt difficulty lack of intimacy these pitfalls these um difficulty um sexually it's if if there's just something in the relationship that doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. it feels off, it's not fulfilling, um, asking yourself, is this a season, right? Or is this the relationship? And if, you f- if you're finding yourself attempting to connect and there's something missing or you feel stuck, these are all indicators, you know, um, And obviously, you know, we're sitting here, you and I both therapists, and so we're advocates for therapy, right? So of course, we see the benefit of it from our end. The hope is all of these things Mm -hmm. are repairable. All of these things are forgivable. And all of these things can result still in mutually gratifying, thriving, fully intimate relationships when the people are when the, the the two are willing to put in the effort and to look inward at what their responsibility is um, and what they can bring to the table in the the relationship. And so we are advocates because we see the possibility even throughout whatever it is that made someone make that first call. So um, you know to our listeners, you know, if you have it in your mind, like, I'm not sure, it's really not that bad. You know, I would, I would say call, because Mm -hmm. you don't have anything to lose by making the call. Uh, The second part is to make sure that when you uh, meet with someone, that you're connecting, uh, because there are lots of different kinds of therapists. And I don't want to get ahead of out of ourselves in, in the topic for today. But Um, It's not just about one call, one appointment, one and done. Mm -hmm. It really is about creating a relationship with someone that's going to be a fellow journeyer with you, walking the path of um, wholeness and intimacy with you as a couple uh, or with you individually, if that's what needs to happen in order for the couple to to come into repair uh, and into a a close, authentic, connected relationship. So um, if you sense it, you know, we say it to our kids, if you see something, say something, right? So in mm-hmm. marriage, if you feel something, reach out, right? Yeah, uh, reach out and say, uh, I, I think it's time. Or if you see it in a friend of yours, ask them, you know, lovingly challenge them and ask, you know, are you are you seeing anybody? Uh, because it's not really if, it's when we go through seasons of mm-hmm. challenge. Um, and so um, thank you for bringing these all up. Now, the question that we get asked so often is, I want to come, but my spouse does not, or I am willing to make this work, but I don't think he is, or I don't think she is, or 
what about my spouse? I can't get him or get her to come. That's a that's a question that's so common uh, mm-hmm. that we get asked all the time. I, I mean, like every day someone is asking the question, what about my spouse? What does that mean for my spouse? So we walk us through what can someone do? Um, what steps can someone take if their spouse isn't on board with the idea of, of making the call or coming for an appointment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. That comes up every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first step in that when addressing our our spouse is to start with um, what is the counseling? What's the point of our counseling mm. session in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of the time that we picture our counseling sessions and then we're just going to sit there fighting and it's mm-hmm. just going to be all about our conflict. And who wants to go to that? You know, that would be scary and intrusive. And um, but just recognizing that uh, that's not the point and that's not what we're hoping for, but that we are looking to do something different in there. Um, and so actually, I know I, I know I hear a lot of times like when couples will come in, one of them will say, oh, I thought um, that we were going to come in here just so that you could side with my wife yeah. or that I thought you were coming in here to just try to convince me uh, on behalf of my husband or whatever. So it's like they've there there's this untrusting vibe yeah. to, oh, I thought that this is what we were going to do. Okay, this is a lot different than I was expecting. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I was listening to this awesome podcast not too long ago, actually. Um, And it was a Brene Brown podcast. um, And she's got one called Unlocking Us. In that podcast, she was interviewing John and Julie Gottman. um, And they were talking about their new book, um, The Love Prescription. And in this podcast, they were really focusing on this idea of turning towards Hmm. And um, that is really, really what we want to do in our sessions. Um, And John was sharing some of his research. And so John and Julie have the Marriage Institute. They are really the leading researchers when it comes to marriage and the pitfalls in marriage. And so they did a study with some newlyweds and um, just studied their behavior and then followed up with them six years later. And so some of these couples had stayed together and some of them had divorced. Um, But there was one thing that they could say about the couples who had stayed together is that they were so much better at turning towards one another Mm -hmm. and interacting with each other and connecting with each other. And he um, talks about these bids for connection that we have all the time, just asking for um, little things, pointing out a bird chirping out the window. Mm -hmm. Like it can be in anything, but we're trying to connect with our spouse. And so the couples who were successful would turn towards one another 86% of the time. As were the couples that divorced, only turned to each other an average of 33% of the mm-hmm. time. And so that's really what we want to do in our sessions is to help find ways that we can turn towards one another um, so that we can see each other's love, so that we can understand each other's perspective, so that we can live out our dreams, the, that we can build commonalities and just compromise and make changes together um, in whatever season of life we're in. Even with all that, saying all that um, to our 
spouse, sometimes they still won't come, right? And so um, then what do we do? Well, I would say start by coming by yourself and just start working on you because forward progress within yourself is forward progress towards your marriage. Mm. And so um, just starting by just wow, what are my resentments? What has happened in the marriage? Um, you know, when we get stuck in just these this anger and these struggles that we're having between each other, we end up in a blame game. Yes. And so we start pointing our finger at our partner so quickly. And when you're feeling wounded, you don't want to look inside mm-hmm. and see what you're doing and what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. that might be contributing to some of the issues within the marriage. And so just taking some time to just slow down and process those with somebody else, then you're able to just start working on those intentional steps towards reconnecting with your partner and engaging um in turning towards them and listening to them and hearing them reach out to you and um, hopefully from there after some time of them seeing the changes in you and an investment that you're making in them maybe they will turn and come and join you in a session maybe they won't but like I said Mm -hmm. forward progress is forward progress and Mm -hmm. so that can bring healing to your marriage I can remember one time uh, Randy and I were going through a little bump in our marriage and this was oh I think it was before we had children so it was at least it was over 15 years ago but I remember we just came to an impasse we Mm. couldn't we couldn't see eye to eye on a specific area of challenge in our marriage and um I said well maybe we should go see um we would we would meet every every year at least once a year with the person that married us um so we would do these check-ins and I oh maybe it's time for us to do a check-in and um, he said, I don't think we need to. I think we have the answer. And I said, well, I don't, we don't have the answer because I'm not agreeing with it. And we just were really missing each other in this mm. discussion point and challenge. And so to what to your point, what you just said, I said, well, I'm not. I don't have resolution. So I'm going to go. You're welcome to come with me, but I'm going to go. And um, so I scheduled an appointment and I said, I, I would really like it if you went with me, you know, and but I obviously I can't make you go with me, but I would love it if you did. And there was, you know, he was not interested. He didn't mm. want to go. And it wasn't until the day before, or maybe the day of, it was just before the appointment that he said, if you really want, I'll, I'll go with you. He knew it was important to me. Now, was I willing to go without him? I absolutely was because I needed resolution within myself mm-hmm. and I needed to have that regardless of, of the relationship. I needed to find that resolution. Yeah. So I knew it was important for me to go. But when he saw that it was that important to me um, and that I was going to follow through and actually go and it wasn't a resentful like I'm going with or without you kind yeah. of thing. It was more like I'd love it if you went, but I need the resolution. And he saw that it was important and said, OK, I'll join you. And it was such a good clarifying appointment. And I didn't necessarily like the outcome of the appointment because it meant more work on my on my part that I needed to do some more work for me. Mm-hmm. But I was ever so grateful that he was willing to join me in the process and together we were closer. And so I think that's another like to your point, like um, forward progress is progress mm-hmm. for the marriage. It doesn't yeah. have to be. Um, both of you together and at the right time 
um, there may be a time when the spouse says, oh, I see this is important enough to yeah. you. I, I will join. I'm not sure what it, what's in it for me, but if it helps our marriage, okay, I'll go. And if you find the right therapist, th- there will be th- these bids for connection um, established and some really practical steps that are provided, um, offered, so that healing can take place and so that deeper connection uh, can take place, you know, or so that there's improved communication or safer conflict resolution, whatever the reason is um, that couples go. So I'm, I'm glad that you gave um, the example and said to just go anyway and go by yourself because yeah. it, it, working in our own yard, and we say it all the time, you know, working in your own yard is going to make a difference for the cozy garden of the two mm-hmm. yards coming together, right? So mm-hmm. um, the progress is, is progress in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm what I'm hearing is, you know, um, what is the point of it? You know, it's, it's, it's to help couples turn toward each other, to help couples learn um, ways to bid for connection. Um, I, I heard it, even though you didn't specifically say this, but I made a note to walk through forgiveness, mm-hmm. to take intentional steps toward each other. Yeah. So I, I liked those statements um, in reasons and purposes for um, the point of counseling and if your spouse won't go to just stay the course, yeah. you know, steady on and go for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. The The greatest gift that we can give to our spouse is the healthiest version of us, mm, right? Yeah. Um, and so if the marriage is struggling, we turn inward and we look at ourselves and we say, what, what can I do to bring the healthiest version of me? Mm-hmm. It will, like you said, improve the marriage because absolutely. if I'm giving the healthiest version of me to my spouse, then we're going to have the best chance of a healthy marriage. Right. Um, And so um, it's not the end all be all, obviously, but it is a good first step to take. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are this is great. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Do you have uh, any resources that you would recommend for couples? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back, there was that um, Brene Brown podcast, Unlocking Us. That's a great one to look at, especially if you're still sitting and pondering, is counseling going to be our next move? That would be a great one to listen to. And then John and Julie Gottman have a couple books, That New One, The Love Prescription, and then also Seven Principles to Making Your Marriage Work. Both of those with just some really practical steps towards turning towards one another. Then if you want to dig deeper um, to bringing some spirituality into it as well, I've got a couple more great resources. Um, so the first, the next one you actually introduced me to, um, mm-hmm. which is Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage by Robert Paul and Greg Smalley. Um, and that one just digs into that piece of we have these preconceived preconceived notions of what love is but this helps to dissect that and Mm -hmm. look at it and say okay I've been believing these lies all along Mm -hmm. but here's what the truth is um, and give us such a better perspective on our marriage and then also focus on the family they have a website they have a podcast they have Facebook page I mean they have um, an abundant amount of resources on marriage Um, they have an entire tab on their page devoted to it 2,000 plus um, different topics and Um, Lastly, I would say The Five Love Languages by um, Gary Chapman, and that's just a great resource on getting to know um, each other's bids 
for connection mm-hmm. and how we can love each other better and how we like to be loved. And so these are all just great places to look for um, for my what's next. I, I love these. Thank you so much for um bringing these resources. They're all super practical. Um, They all have different um, little nuggets of wisdom in them. We'll also include uh, a link to our podcast series on marriage that we did last year. Um, The nuggets that we did in that podcast series, um, they're, they're timeless. And so we'll include those in the show notes as well. Teresa, as always, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm so glad that you're with us and that um, you're able to share what you know. If you are out there and you're struggling, Teresa is a great resource for you and um, is available uh, to see you if if you would like to give us a call. And you can, again, read more about her on our Our Teams um, tab on our website. So we invite you to look there. Um, As always, we are so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, Like I said, we're in the middle of this uh, series on marriage. And so next week, we're going to continue the conversation on how to stay on the same team. Then we're going to talk about seven steps to a win-win and 10 steps to a happy, fulfilling marriage. And so we're looking forward to continuing the conversation. If there's anything that we can do, uh, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for allowing us to bring you practical solutions for positive change. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.